Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. In your presence, we thank you for the anointing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Last week, we started talking about how to know your enemy and defeat him. Hallelujah. First of all, you deceive yourself when you think you don't have an enemy. Hallelujah. No, you deceive yourself. What you don't know is that even as broke as you think you are, somebody envies you. As broke as you think you are, somebody look at me with my broke self, who likes, who envies me? I'm telling you, somebody envies you. Because even though you are broke, you are still smiling. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you have to know your enemy and defeat him. Amen. And um, when I started, it's a, it's a very uh, spiritual warfare, some spiritual thing I'm sharing with you. Because like I said, you must, you see, you must know the right, you must, you see, or let me say it in another way so you can all understand. In medicine, in medicine, in medicine, 90% of management, okay, in medicine, 90% of management has to do with diagnosis. You see, medicine has two components, diagnosis and therapeutics. Diagnosis and therapeutics, okay? The first part is diagnosis. Then the second part is therapeutics. And 90% of medicine or a good doctor is based on diagnosis. Because the therapeutic is easy. Do you understand? I have to know that, you see, once I can identify that you have a pneumonia, the rest is a piece of cake. If you yourself, you can treat yourself. If I tell you I have pneumonia, can you just go on the internet and Google, Google pneumonia treatment? You understand? So the large part of a good doctor's job is diagnosis. Hallelujah. To find what the problem is. Once you find out what the problem is, the solution is not... Once you are diagnosed with this, it's easy. Hallelujah. So diagnosis is very important. Amen. So what I'm talking about, when you are dealing with Satan, you see, that's what I'm sharing with you. You see, or you are dealing with an enemy. The message is how to know your enemy and defeat him. Hallelujah. Amen. So knowing which one is the devil is very important. Once you know that this is the devil, it, even the, that knowledge in itself is treatment. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you see, if you know that this quarrel in my home is not my mother-in-law but the devil, it changes. Hallelujah. Amen. Once you know that this is the devil, it changes the management. Hallelujah. Amen. Instead of putting emphasis on the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Amen. So making the right diagnosis, so I'm talking about how to know your enemy. So you can know that this is devilish. And sometimes, and sometimes, some things not Satan, it's also you. So binding the devil when it is you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You, if, if anything needs to be bound, it's you who needs to be bound, not the devil. 
So it is important that we get these revelations right. Amen. Amen. That is why, and, and in good warfare, or in, in, in warfare, in most developed part of the world, people spend a lot of money on, the word is what? Reco- uh, recognizance. 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 Yeah, recognizance. The word is recognizance. They spend a lot of money on reconnaissance to study the enemy's arsenal. Hallelujah. Amen. To know what the enemy has. That's why they will send spies to the country. People will pretend to know. Because you cannot attack anybody if you don't know where their strength is. Hallelujah. Amen. The same with soccer or sports. You must know, you must know your enemy's strategy. They are strikers. I even sent them a clip of the Boston team. It was too late. late. (laughs) (laughs) They said they got that clip uh, the night before. That's what the coach is telling me. I should have sent them a week earlier. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. But you know, you, you have to understand who the enemy is. Amen. And we know the devil by his names. We can know who Satan is. By his names or his titles, it gives us hallelujah. Like I said last week, and I'm taking my time to teach you because this is a very important teaching. You don't have to, you don't have to see a rat to say that there's a rat here. I mean, if you come out of your kitchen and you see right, right drop, rat droppings, pellets in the kitchen, you should immediately go and look for a, 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 a rat trap. Don't say that because I didn't see the rat. Feeling, feeling, there's no rat here. The poopoo is a sign that there's a rat here. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? So you don't have to see the devil, black and white, to know that the devil is in your marriage. The signs should tell you that Satan is here. Hallelujah. So if you are somebody who is so blind, so ignorant, so unspiritual, that unless you see eye to eye, you can't say, then you, then you die. Hallelujah. You must be able to show that based on A, B, C, D, E. This is the devil. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Like, like it happened in Job. You see, what happened in the book of, the story of Job? The Bible says he had, he, had, um, he had his sons, the sons were in the field, then there was a hurricane, they came to steal some the property. Then uh, some sheep died. You know, if you are not spiritual, if you are not spiritual, you can assign everything to a physical finding. Yeah. Oh, you know, CNN breaking news. There's been a tornado. There's been a tornado in Job City. And uh, Mr. Job, uh, sons were there and somehow the tornado has wiped away all, 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 the, all, their, all their properties. And, and nothing will remain, you know. And by the way, by the way, on their way back, they were also attacked by armed robbers. And the armed robbers have stolen everything. And somehow, coincidentally, during that same period, there was an epidemic. And Mr. Job has acquired metusorous resistance staff Oreos. And he has bossed all over his body. You don't understand this, Oak. <laughs> he has acquired some staff Oreos. So he's bought, he isn't. You can, you can physically explain everything. Naturally. Right, you know what I'm saying? You can say that the earthquake was this. 
the arm robbers was there, the balls were because, because there was something contaminated in the water. You can't explain everything physically. But if you are spiritual, you must know that the series of events, one after the other, there must be something behind it. Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. I said, are you hearing me? Yes. Like somebody said, one is accidental. Two, once it's accidental, twice it's incidental. Three times, rule out the devil. <laughs> you understand what I said? One, you can say it's accidental. Second time is what? By the third time, you better look out for the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. So take your life. What I'm trying to tell you, when this begin to happen in a pattern, take a step back and see who's behind this. Hallelujah. It cannot be that only you in your family, everybody gets married, and then when they get married, and after after they have children, they divorce. Your your mother divorced, your auntie divorced, your sister divorced, and now you are quarreling with your husband. Do you understand what I'm saying? Check the history, and and let this thing end with you. How come that every man in your family is becoming useless? They start well, but they end up. Look, be careful about that. They start well, but in their end, they lose their money. When you see that pattern, and you have started well, you better come for some anointing. Well, let's break that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are talking about how to know the enemy and defeat him. And basically, we are talking. About, we are looking for symptoms of Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. That when you see this, you must smell that the devil is around. Hallelujah. And, and let me tell you something. I'm not preaching this to scare you. You see, you, are, you must know your enemy not to be afraid of him, but know your enemy to defeat him. Amen. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, know your enemy not to be afraid, Amen. but to defeat him. To defeat. Say, I will know my enemy, and I will defeat him. That's the purpose. Not to scare you. Hallelujah. Amen. So we start talking about who he is. First of all, the first time the Bible describes him as the devil. Hallelujah. I shared with you the devil. And the devil means the wicked one. It means Diabolos. Diabolos. Okay, so if you watch the Nigerian movie Diabolos, one Diabolos too. That's the devil. In other words, in, in other words, anytime you see extreme wickedness, unreasonable wickedness, that's Satan. Is somebody here? So, so, for example, what happened in El Paso? No matter what reason you give it to it physically, that's the devil. We can say the guy is mentally unstable. He's a MAGA, uh, no MAGA. He's a MAGA uh, agent. He's a supreme, whatever you want to give it. That's fine. That's the, that's the physical nature. Because what we say is the devil. He's called the devil, the wicked one. What is more wicked? To go, you don't know the people, you don't know anybody. You sit up in your house, you take a car, you load ammunition, you come to a place where poor people are just buying, going for shopping. To buy one, get one free, and you kill them without knowing. They haven't done anything to you. Don't tell me that's not the devil. That is why you must pray and intercede that Satan will not overpower you. You will not be a victim of a stray bullet. Any person who is influenced by Satan and who is about to kill will not come near you. 
block it in the name of Jesus. I said we block it in the name of Jesus. Such an evil person will never cross our path. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's Satan. Hallelujah. That's, de- that's the devil. Sorry. Hallelujah. Then the next name we learned about him last week was it's called Satan. Right? Satan. Hallelujah. And the word Satan means opposer. Hallelujah. The one who fights God. So when you see extreme opposition, Satan is at work. Hallelujah. And we also learned that Satan can come to church. Satan comes to church. The Bible says that when the sons of God gathered before God, the devil also came. Satan also came. Satan. That's the first we hear of Satan. Say, Satan, where are you? So he comes to church. Hallelujah. So when you see unreasonable opposition, you know, see, these are spiritual things I'm telling you. When it is not even, I mean, the person has a default attitude of no. Anything you say, no. They don't even think about it. No. Can, can you make me breakfast? No. Can you do my laundry? No. Will you do your homework? No. That's like Everything is no. They, they, you know what they, they, they say no before they even think about it. Opposition, like, we can never agree. Everything is an argument. Look, when you see that opposition, that fight, that's the devil. Hallelujah. No. Never agree. Harassing. It's like everything is a problem. Everything is a problem. You see, and, and you see, watch, watch the GTW. Be sure sometimes, sometimes you wonder even what do I know is the devil? Because when you sit back and analyze, we ask, why were we even fighting? Why were we even fighting? Why were we even fighting? That tells you that Satan is at work. Hallelujah. Yeah. One time a lady came to see the pastor. No, no, not the pastor. The lady was quarreling with her husband. The wife was quarreling with her husband and told the husband, it would have been better. Say the way you are behaving, it would have been better off if I was married to the devil. That's what he told the husband. I mean, in this marriage, the way things are going, the way I'm married, I would have been better off being married to the devil. That's what she told the husband. Then the husband took a step back. He said, really? That would have been illegal. <laughs> because the last time I checked, nobody's allowed to marry their brother-in-law. Nobody's allowed to marry their brother. <laughs> you understand what I said? He said, really? That would have been illegal. Because the last time I checked, nobody's allowed to marry their brother. <laughs> Do you get Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. yeah the last time I checked, that would have been illegal. Because the last time I checked, nobody's allowed to marry their brother. <laughs> it means it means you never <laughs> So be careful. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then that what was so we, we described as what? The devil? Number two was what? What was number three? Accuser of the brethren. That's what we ended last week, right? Accusation. Accusation. And 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 how do you know? You see, how do you know something is accusation? 
You know something is accusation if the effect weakens the person. Hallelujah. If after you have said all that you have to say, the person now loses confidence. The person now doesn't want to do anything. That is, that is accusation. Because the Bible said that now it's strength and salvation come. Please show the scripture. Because the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. Hallelujah. So it means that wherever there's strong accusation, people lose strength. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who you are. If they start accusing you, you will lose strength. No matter who you are, gradually, you will lose confidence. Because accusation weakens everybody. Hallelujah. Yeah. Everybody, no matter who you are. If they start saying, you are like this, you are like this, you are like this, at a point, you, you, you just don't So stop accusing. Hallelujah. Amen. No, you have no idea. There was one school, you know, you know, like in, in most of this, uh, I don't know, it's probably the same in, in Ghana. They, some of the colleges in Ghana, they have boys' school, girls' school, and mixed school. You understand? And I remember in one of the mixed schools, Agri, Agri Memorial. I don't know who went to Agri. I didn't go to Agri. I went to a better school. But I remember, because I had a friend who went to that school. And do you know that, you know, people can be very cruel. Boys can be very cruel. There was a girl there in the, in the school. You know, most, most of those schools, usually the boys' dormitory is here. They get dormitory and sometimes if you want to go to the dining hall, you have to walk across to a dining So you have to walk across, like you have to walk across the field or something. That's how the school was, so they have to walk across. And there was a girl there that, according to some of the boys, her height is not proportional. In other words, they were saying that her top part is longer than her bottom part. So they gave her a name below. It means below sea level. <laughs> so every time, so as soon as she gets out and crosses, they will go and stand on the back and they will shout, Below! <laughs> Look, people are creating. So they will shout. Somebody, see, they say intentionally because they know, because we, the, the time to eat the meals are specific. There's breakfast, you know, I mean, lunch and supper. So, so we know that 5.30 is supper time. So you see all the boys, they will come from there. And we lean over the balcony. As soon as she comes, they will shout, Bill. It's so bad, you know. Do you know that she lost so much self-confidence? At the point, she wouldn't come out to eat. You not. She's probably a very beautiful girl. But they shouted below, below. <laughs> that, I'm sure she will struggle. You see, that thing, she will actually struggle even to marry or believe in herself. Because she will think I'm ugly. No, she probably is a very beautiful person. So accusation weakens. Hallelujah. That's why if you see, that's what I'll share with you. See, accusation. Let me stay on accusation a little bit because that's one of the one of the things that Satan uses. We, sometimes we don't know that's the devil. You see, to accuse somebody, to accuse somebody does not mean that you are what you are saying is not true. So don't say that about what I'm saying is true. No, it's not about truth. 
Hallelujah. The, is it accusation? That's, is, what I'm trying to say is that accusation is not a lie. What you may be saying is true, but it is still accusation. Is somebody hearing me? Because a lot of us get deceived that but what I'm saying is true. No, it is true. But it is still what? Based on the effect. The effect is that even though what you said was true, when you finish, the person was demoralized. The person didn't feel like doing anything. Like the husband who told me, Reverend, I have refused to do anything in this house. And I said, well, he said, look, you preach about submission. Reverend, I'm not asking for submission. I said, a church member, he told me. He said, Reverend, you preach about submission. Wives, submit unto your husband. I said, Reverend, in my house, I'm not asking for submission. I'm asking for equality. Even if I can get equality. <laughs> Ask for sub- submission. I don't know I won't get at all. But at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, ask for submission, forget it. If only I can get respect, equality. At least I'll take it. Accusations. So he has lost confidence. I will do nothing. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even feel like coming home. Because everything I do in the house is wrong. So I, I, now, dear, look, forget it. Hallelujah. So it's not about it being right or wrong. It's about the effect. Hallelujah. Don't you think that the guy knows that he doesn't have a job? And do you think he's happy staying at home? Not being able to pay the bill? But you keep pointing it out. That's the devil. Because it weakens. Hallelujah. Look. So those of us who have been accusing from today, I'm showing you that you are working for the devil. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because, because I'm saying it again. Accusation does not mean it's a lie. What you are saying is still true. But the effect, the truth came by Moses or the law came by Moses but grace and truth. Sometimes you can say the truth but without grace it has a negative effect. Hallelujah. Look, let's look at this good example. In the Bible, the Bible says that they brought a woman who was caught in adultery. That's what the Bible says in John. And they brought a woman who was caught. He was caught. He was caught in adultery. Caught. They was and they still doing. He was caught in the act. He was caught. I mean, to caught in the act of adultery, it means that you know, you know, you know. Sometimes you can know that someone has committed fornication, but you didn't see, but you can tell because when you see the girl coming out of the boy's house and her shoes are in her hand and she's walking like this, you even though you didn't see, you can imply that ah, from the room that you are coming from. <laughs> So even though you were not there physically, just the way she came out of the room and her bag, you can put two and two together. Mm, this room that you are coming from at this time of the day, mm, and even the way she's walking, try to hold things together. Ah, you know, 
You know that it has been wet down there. <laughs> so you can put two and two together. <laughs> I tell you, I know this. You can put two together. Hey, this exit. There were things behind the door. But in this case, that's what they said. They said he was caught in the very act. That means that somebody must have opened the window. And saw movement up and down. And literally, you see, and lift, either he lifted them up <laughs> or waited for him to finish and brought the woman. And see, but you see, it's also even, it's not even fair. Because one person does not commit adultery, what was the man? <laughs> Why do you catch only the woman? What was the guy? They said master, this woman was taking in the very act. I didn't make the way that in the very act. In the it means there was oscillations. Hey. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm talking about I'm explaining accusations to you. Now what did you say? And then they get they began to give all the laws. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, 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 blah, 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 blah. He's still, he's still writing. And he, blah, 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 blah. Everything came on. And then, okay. Okay, go back, go back. Jesus, what Jesus? Jesus, woman, uh, where? Okay, what, you, you know the story. Do you understand? They're in the very act. Okay? Uh-huh. Where are the accusers? That's the one I want. Where, where, where's that part? Where are the accusers? Before, where are the accusers? Oh, can't you find that verse? Where are the accusers? Where are keep working on? Where are thy what? Where are thy what? What did Jesus call them? What did Jesus call them? Were they lying? Was the woman adultery? But what did Jesus call them? So it's not about the right or wrong, it's about the effect. That's what I want to share with you. They were not lying. They were not lying. But Jesus still called them what? That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Because it's the effect of what you are doing. That tells what is accusation or not. You see, you can you see, there's a difference. Let me tell you something. Nobody here endorses sin. There's a difference between accusation and correction. You are supposed to correct, not accuse. If it's a correction, at the end of the day, the person will accept the mistake and move on and be a better person. But if it's accusation, they'll rather get sad and depressed. Hallelujah. That is why it's not every problem in the check that I, sometimes I, I, I say play on. It's, it's not, it, it doesn't mean I agree with your behavior. But I feel that if I tell you to play on, somehow, mercy will prevail. Amen. Amen. Why are there accusers? Where are your accusers? 
Then the interesting thing is, Jesus asked them a question. The people who came to accuse him, he said, "Anyone among you who has not sinned before, let him be the first to what? To do what? So far as you have not sinned before." Look, Jesus is God. Though. You see, what he was trying to tell them, we are all sinners. That's what he was trying to say. You, the accuser, both the accuser and the defendant, we are all what? We are all what? We are all what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're trying to tell them. Anybody who has not sinned before? Anybody who has not made a mistake before? Throw a stone. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying what you are saying is wrong. I'm saying that if you have not sinned before, you throw a stone. You have not lied before, throw a stone. You have not fornicated before, throw a stone. You have not stolen before, throw a stone. You have not cheated before, throw a stone. That's all. Which brings another revelation. Which brings another revelation. Usually, you see, which brings another Usually, we are all sinners. We've all made mistakes. The difference is that we tend to accuse those who have been caught. Yes. yes. Hmm. Hmm. That's all. I said that's all. The reason why we are talking about this person is because he has been caught. But it's, it's the, I mean, you are the same. You have not been caught. I said you are the same. You have not been caught. That is why you, you work in righteousness. But you are the same. You just have not been caught. Because she was caught. But others were the same. She was not only for the creator in Jerusalem. She was just caught. That's it. She was careless. That's all. But it does not mean that the others were not the same. Hallelujah. You have just been caught. That's all. That is why I find it very interesting. One time I had a church member who got pregnant. I find it very interesting. And, and the accuser, accusers, right? She's pregnant. She can't be in the choir. She was in the choir. You know, choir members, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but she cannot sing in the choir now. When she stands in front, she and, and, and she's ministering Reverend. When we look at her, we, 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 we cannot catch any anointing. Then I ask the, uh, the accusers. Now look, what is the mistake? She said, baby, she's pregnant. She's not married. She's pregnant. Then I said, oh, really? Really? Let me explain to you. The sin is the fornication. Pregnancy means you were caught in your fornication. Most of you are fornicated, but because you are not pregnant, you have not been caught. <laughs> It's like you have been caught. You cannot, you cannot deny that. Yes, you cannot deny that. this is immaculate conception. Jesus. Did I tell you about in the, the, uh, the girl who told me tell in the year? Shall I tell you? Yes. She was about 15, 15, 16 year old. Her grandmother brought her to the year for belly pain. That her stomach was hurting her. So when we looked at her, we examined her. Mm. 
this stomach pain that you are complaining about. It's okay, let's do a pregnancy test, which is very simple. Just give us a pee in a cup. That's what when we ask for a pee in a cup, that's what we are, if you don't, that's what we are looking for. So she peed in a cup and we check was pregnant. Then the grandmother <laughs> she came. You're pregnant? You're pregnant? Huh? You're pregnant? You'll be having sex? You're pregnant? You'll be having sex? No, the girl said, No, no, grandma, I never had sex. I never had any sex. Then the grandmother said, Spirit help us. So, so you see, what Jesus was trying to say is that the difference between you and the woman that you have not been caught. That's all. That's all. All that he was saying that the difference between you and this woman is because you have not been caught. And usually, when we are accusing, that's what it is. You, you are accusing because you have not been caught. That's why you have to be very careful. That is why it has to be the devil. You are just working for Satan. Hallelujah. A lot of things that we say people have done. We've done well. We've done the same. Hallelujah. And one of them I find amazing, usually when they catch a thief, the people who beat me the most are the other thieves. <laughs> yeah. Usually when they catch a thief, the people who are hitting him hard are usually the other thieves. Yeah. Hallelujah. No, so be very careful about accusation. Because you see, even in, even in, that's why you have to be careful about accusing men of God. When, when this guy fell in sin, Jim Baker, Jim Baker, years ago, the televangelist, the people who rose up against him, he's a cancer to the body of Christ. Look, I'm telling you how they insulted him, but one by one, all of them, Jimmy Swagger, all of them, they came out. Be careful. All of them were caught. It's amazing that the way they were insulting Jim Baker. But it turned out. So tell your neighbor, stop accusing me. You just have not been caught. <laughs> That's what it is. Hallelujah. See, so so you, you work for the devil. Amen. When you accuse, amen. Okay, so that's what we go to next week, right? Okay, quickly. Number five. He's, uh, or number four, sorry. Number four. He's also called the adversary. 
1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Let's look at that scripture. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, he's your adversary. The devil, as a royal lion, walketh about seeking whom he do. What does it mean to be, to be an adversary? English language. Ad- adversary. What does it mean? English. Your enemy. Your opposition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you see opposition, I told that before. Fighting. Never agree. That's Satan. But I, I like the way Peter put it. He said, be sober. Be sober. Be sober. Because sometimes you cannot see your enemy because you are not sober. You see, sometimes you need to be sober. You need to calm down. Sober means calm down. Because sometimes in your anxiety, in your screaming and shouting, you are even shouting at the wrong person. Calm down. Be sober. Take a step back. Take a chill pill. Okay? Watch. Because you, you, you are not sober. Be sober. Sometimes it takes some sobriety or humility. In fact, most of the time it takes humility to see your enemy. Because pride blinds. Pride blinds. I recommend this book with the final quest. Go and read it. Anytime pride is there, you are blinded. Pride makes you blind. Pride makes you blind. That's why I preach, I pray that prayer at the prayer meeting. Look, when you are proud, when you are proud, you are blind. You see, I, see two people fail. Or everybody fails. But you see that the people who can be corrected are those who are humble. Hallelujah. Because when you fail and you are humble, you will understand why you fail and you're open to correction. Hallelujah. But when you are proud, you see, and I'm saying this by revelation, you see, when you are proud and you fail, instead of seeing that a promise with you, you see the promise with the person. You have written an exam and you have failed. And you are saying, instead of accepting that you don't know the thing, you are saying that the lecturer did not bring the, set the questions the way he's supposed to set it. <laughs> and I've heard people like that. Well, this is not, I mean, uh, we had this, less, this class, but the exam was not set according to the syllabus. You have failed. <laughs> so take a step back in humility that I don't know this. So maybe I have to go and study it. Because pride always blinds. Pride always blinds. How come you alone, every relationship you are in, it breaks? You are with John. After a while, John said, I don't like you. Then you went with Matthew. Matthew said, I don't like you. Now you have gone even to Bartholomew. Bartholomew said, I don't like you. Don't, and, and, and you keep on saying that, well, they are, they are all not spiritual. They are not holy. Please, take a step back. Maybe your mouth. Your mouth is what? <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Why don't you take a step back? And accept that maybe the reason why I'm failing is because my mouth. I'm preaching. So it says be sober. See, I'm trying hard to do. One of the you see, let me tell you something. Take this from me today. You will always, you will always overcome the devil by humility. The Bible says, resist the devil. Okay? Resist the devil. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. Amen. Humility will always make you overcome. If you want to, de- one, one character that will make you always de- de- defeat the devil is the character of humility. Hallelujah. Because when you are p- proud, he blinds you. You don't even see that the problems with you, you are blind. So be sober. Be sober. 
working. It's in my phone. You see, and somebody humility me that always look at yourself first. Why is it that every time you want to point to somebody? Ah, when can it be your fault? And let me tell you something. Pride can make you feel till you enter your grave. Seriously. And I'm saying it by the Spirit of God. You can see the person, all the evidence points that you are not doing well, but you don't accept it. Every evidence. You don't accept it. You don't accept all the evidence points. You see, let's start beginning to look at results. You shall know them by their food. What have you achieved? You haven't achieved anything yet. You always have a reason. to see and has given you the blindness of pride so you are blinded with pride that is why you are not having peace in your marriage when will you say that it is for, for what for once please it's not your wife it's you take a step back this woman is tired I talk about submission, but when will you take a time and look? If it's not, I'm the one who's not loving and not behaving like a husband. Be sober. Be what? I said, Be what? I said, Be what? I said, Be what? Be sober. You are broke because you are lazy. You are lazy. Hey! He says, Reverend, then you may 
wife of unfortunate reverend says, I married this man. J O B. It's scarce. <laughs> she will never work. I says, What am I? So, Reverend, I work. I do over time. I buy vacations. I buy vacations. We go on cruises. We do everything. I pay for it. And, 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 and I says, so What does he do? He said, Reverend, watching TV, what? grooming. And as she was talking to me, I could see what she was doing. was the same drive you woman who was a Jerry Kill. I said, Hey! <laughs> So why did you do this? He said, I was in love. He was good looking. So I said, I said, I said so have you seen that you have enabled? I said, yes. So have you seen that now what you have created? He can also go back to work because the man says that I need you to work. <laughs> because you have, you, it's a monster you have created. I told you without blinking out that you have created a monster. Manage it. So go back to work because he's telling. <laughs> <laughs> now, but the point I'm trying to say is that this 75 year old man cannot see. He's so blind. He's so blind. He thinks it is the right of a wife to give him money to do his jerkers and go vacation. That's how blinded he is. He's so blind. I mean, 75 year old. If you are 28, I can understand. 75, you still can't see. Seven five, I'm telling you. I mean, twenty eight. I can understand because you look good. <laughs> Thirty one, maybe. But forty, reality check should be set by forty. Even if you're not spiritual, common sense should set in. <laughs> so I told the woman, I'm sorry. You created a monster. Deal with it. This man is saying, from what you are telling me, you just have to go back to work. That's what I told her. And she looked at me and said, Reverend, I always obey you, but this one I can't do. I said, What? Oh, she did. I don't, I don't know what she, she did. It's so time. I don't know whether she went back. I don't know. That's what I, I just told her. My answer was that you created a monster. You have literally created a monster. That is why at your age, they have no saving so. So I said, after all these years of working as an NS, where's your money? He took vacations, cruises. She was the one who told me that, Reverend, in every home, the woman's closet is bigger than the man. My house is the reverse. <laughs> Let me preach my message. Be sober. Because sobriety is required for you to know your fault. Otherwise, see, without sobriety, you are being defeated by the devil. Say your adversary. Okay? Be sober, be vigilant. You your devil. Walking about whom he, see, the word is, whom he may devour. It means he cannot attack everybody. It means that when you are sober, he cannot attack you. But if you are proud, you are a victim. Yeah. And the words I'm speaking, they are spiritual. You see, I may not lay hands on you, but I'm setting you free. Amen. For you to know that this one is the devil. The devil. Be sober. Take it easy. How come everybody passed and I failed? And you are saying that it's the teacher's fault because he told us we were going to do algebra too. 
But when the question came, they had calculus in it. Yes, it had calculus in it, but every, some people passed. It means you did not study. Hallelujah. So he's called the adversary. Number four. It's sober. Look, I, 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 you see, that is why on, on that uh, open heavens, which we, for which most of you don't come, I felt a special presence of God here that we will do well by praying for humility. So maybe let's time I call open heaven, you better come. Because I felt a strong anointing that people have been destroyed because they are not humble. And, and, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Poverty is not the same as humility. So I should I tell them? I should tell them, right? Poverty is not the same as humility. You can be poor and still proud. <laughs> yeah. You can be poor and proud. You can be poor and proud. So don't, don't, don't think because you are poor, you are humble. No! Hallelujah. Yeah. Be sober. Amen. Amen. Number five. Revelations chapter 9 verse 11. This one is a quick one. Revelation 9 11. Another name is the angel of the bottomless pit. Revelation 9 11. It's a quick one. And they, and they had a king over them. Which is the angel. We're talking about Satan. They had a king over them. Which is the angel of the bottomless pit. Whose name in the Hebrew tongue is called Abaddon. But in the Greek tongue had the name Apollyon. So in the Greek is Abaddon. In the, uh, in the Hebrew is Abaddon. In the Greek is Apollon. In English it's the angel of the bottomless pit. Hallelujah. Angel of the bottomless pit. In other words, a pit that does not end. When you say something is bottomless, hallelujah. It means it doesn't end. It goes and goes and goes and goes. And the Bible describes Satan as the angel. Here, the word angel is the one in charge. If you read the church, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, to the angel of the church in Sardosia, it means the one in charge, or the pastor, the one in charge. Hallelujah. The angel of the bottomless pit. It means that Satan is in charge of the bottomless pit. Down, 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 no end. And it's very interesting. This is his final destination. Because Bible said that when, the, when, the, when, the, when Christ shall come, he shall be bound in chains and be put in the bottomless pit. So this is where he's going eventually. Hallelujah. And because, see, listen to me carefully. And because he knows this is his final destination, like some most people, like some wicked people, they don't want to go alone. They want to go with a crowd. If I'm going down, then I'm going down with you. Not some people are like that. I ain't going down alone. If they caught me in school, I am not taking this special alone. You teacher, he was, he did it. That's what they call a snitch. Right? Snitch, right? Stop being a snitch. It's like I'm not going down alone. 
This thing that you say, I children, no, he children too, he children too. I'm not going down alone. We are going down together. Satan is saying, I'm not going down alone. I'm going with everybody. But he has missed your family. You didn't hear it. I said, he has missed your family. I said, he has missed your family. He has missed you. Nobody in your family is going down with him. Nobody is going, you are not going down with him. I said, he has missed your family. Because according to Paul, believe in the Lord your God and you and your household will be saved. May none of your household go down with Satan. Hallelujah. Yeah, he has missed you. He can go down by minus you. I say he, has, he can go down by minus you. Amen. You and your household shall be saved. Amen. Your child will be saved. Your family will be saved. Amen. He has missed you. Amen. Then finally for today, how many have I given you? That's number. Okay. Every day I try and give you a tray. The final one for today is Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fifteen. Second Corinthians six fifteen. And what concord had Christ with what? With who? With who? What concord has Christ with who? So another name for the devil is what? Can you hear me? Is what? Whether Belial or Belia, Belia, whatever you pronounce it, or Belia. Another name is what? I want to hear you. What's another name for it? Good. What is the meaning of Belia? Belia means worthless. That's the meaning. What concord? The English meaning for Belia is worthless. Worthless. Well, who is so, so when you say somebody is Belia, it means the person has become worthless. Hallelujah. And I'll explain to you. Say, so what concord has Christ or what relationship? Has Christ with Belair or worthlessness? Worthless. The, another name for the devil is Belair, means worthless. And let me explain to you. He had become worthless. Because the Bible said that in heaven, when God created, he was called Lucifer. He was Lucifer, the archangel. He had praise and music in him. He walked on course of fire. The angels were obedient to him. When he walks, when he walks and he's singing, he doesn't need a keyboardist. He doesn't need a drummer. He doesn't need a, 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 an organist. All the instruments were in him. So, if, Satan, if Lucifer was coming, praise and worship was in his scene. He had a glory. He had a glory. He had a glory. He had a glory. He had something that was admirable. He had a following. The glory was there. He had a glory. He had a glory. He was of value. He was created as somebody of value. When he called for meeting, the angels would come. So he had a value. I'm explaining his name. He had a value. He had a value. But but you see, he had a value, he had a glory. But when he rebelled, when he opposed God, when he wanted to be like God, he lost that position, he lost that value, he became worthless. 
Belial, worthless. Belial, worthless. Belial, worthless. You have lost a certain position. So what I'm trying to share with you now is that anything is if the devil has his way with you, he will make you worthless. If you allow Satan, he will make you lose your value. You will see that somehow. So, if, so you see, and I'm saying that because you see, some activities in your life can make you worthless. A good example is like most assistant pastors. You see, when you are an assistant pastor, you have to be very careful. Because you see, an assistant pastor has a certain position, a certain voice, which has been given to you by your senior pastor. The people are obeying you because of what the pastor said. But you can be deceived and think that you are also your own man. That's what makes them leave. No, I'm also, I'm also called. Then they leave, and then when they leave, then they find out, ah, nobody's following them. A lot of our immigrants, that's what happens. They become worthless. respect and the honor is because of somebody in authority has given to them. Yeah. So, but you can easily be deceived. Because now you speak one or two truths. Because I was blessed. So you think, you, see, you begin to think of yourself more than you want to think of yourself. And suddenly like the devil, you exalt yourself and then God will show you that I created you. Because God created the devil. God created him. Then you'll be shown that I created you. That's what happens a lot. Most of our churches from the diaspora. Then they become small, 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 and then they fizzle out. Because they, they don't understand. Let me tell you something. Write it somewhere in the corner of your book. It is better to be the leg of an elephant than the head of an ant. It's deep. You are better being the leg of an elephant than the head of an ant. So it's trying to say that I want to be my own head, my own boss. You are the head of an ant. Sometimes it is better for you to work in a company that start your own business because that company is an elephant and you are a leg. It's bigger. Then say that I want to be my own head. You are an ant. It is always better to be the leg of an elephant. Sometimes being part of a good organization, even though you are not the boss, is better off because that thing is an elephant and you are better off being the leg of an elephant. But your pride will say you want, to be, you want to be your own man. You are just a man. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. Yes. Satan wants to make it useless. So that's why he brings all these ideas. Because at the end of the day, when everything is settled and done, you are, you are worthless. Belial. Belial. He wants to make you worthless. He wants to bring you down. So he gives you ideas. Yeah. Ideas. You are worthless. You are worthless. He wants you to lose your value. He wants you to lose your value. You see, at the, at the end of the day, the self-worth is gone. Christian sister, don't sleep around till you become worthless. At the point you become worthless. Preaching. Everything in pants, you drop your skirt. What do I say? You are worthless. You are worthless because you see, when it comes to the real deal, because of your past history, no man wants to marry you. Yeah. 
Because no man wants to go to a restaurant that everybody has eaten. <laughs> or like somebody said, like somebody said, like somebody said, somebody said, Reverend, if you are given an apple that has been bitten, will you bite it? If I give an apple that somebody has been, will you bite it? No. Everybody wants what? Fresh apple. Fresh. Fresh apple. So stop allowing yourself to be bitten on every corner. <laughs> I can say things. So here you are, somebody's coming to look for apple, but he looks at this apple and says, hey, it has been bitten here. <laughs> bitten here. No, I don't want it. So don't allow yourself. Your value. Amen. Sister, say amen. amen. You are quiet. Say amen. amen. I said, say amen. amen. If there's a sister by who is not married, say, don't allow yourself. Be of value. Yes. That's Belial. Hallelujah. Belial. Don't allow yourself. Don't lose your value. Don't lose your value. Don't lose your honor. You are a daughter of God. You are daughter of Abraham. Man. Stop allowing everybody to bite you. I mean, I mean, people are bite you because you need rent. Rent? Why? Oh, rent. I mean, for rent for five hundred and fifty dollars, please. It's biting you for five hundred fifty dollars. A shoe is not five hundred fifty dollars. So they just a bag, a shoe. Chinese. Chinese. Chinese! Chinese food! Ah! Pork, for pork fried rice! Tell the sister, I hope it's not you, I hope it's not you. For pork fried rice! <laughs> no! Don't be worthless! Oh, and uh, he's helped me with the rent. So what? So what? Maintain your value. Maintain your status. Go get your own rent. You will not sleep with you because of rent. Then forget it. I'm preaching. One time a brother called me. All my stories are true. A brother called me. In the middle of the night, I said, Red, I need to go somewhere. James says, true story. True, a brother. I need someone to sleep tonight. I said, why? I said, why do you want to do this? I've been kicked out. Christian brother. I said, what do you mean? I said, I've been kicked out. I said, what do you mean you have been kicked out? I thought you had an apartment. He said, Rev, this is you don't know the whole story. <laughs> so I asked that, what is the story? Why have you been kicked out? In the middle of the night, cold winter. He said, Rev. You know, when I came, this lady took me in. He was a young man. About, he was about 28, 30 years old. So when he came, this lady took This lady took me in. And the lady was doing living. So the lady allowed him to stay there. Temporarily. Just keep him staying there. Then when the lady came back from living... Because I heard was saying she was not paying rent. Then so I will help you. So rent free. So the brother was staying there, and then when the lady came back, he said when the lady saw when the lady came back and saw him, 
in the middle of the night, the lady went to bath. And then when he bathed, he came with something around and listen. And as she was looking at the woman who's almost like her mother, said a young man, come to bed. He said, no way. <laughs> I agree with you. So I, I arranged for somebody to. Um, a true story. I just won't tell you the story. A true story. I arranged for him to, to host him that night because he said, I beg you, I will not lose my value over this. Amen. Oh, I lose the value of I'm looking at it, thing, the thing is, I'm, it's not. It's not like an apple. There's no grapes. One, one time. I'm, I'm talking about. Fried egg. Because one time a man a man wanted to surprise his wife, his wife, so he went to the beauty shop to go and buy her brazier. Then the guy asked him, he went to he went to uh, this place, uh, Victoria's Secret, to buy her a bra. And when she was looking for the, he didn't know the size of the wife's breast. So the guy the sales asked him, what size do you want? D C A. So I don't know the sizes. I don't know what D is. What C is, what A is. So the master, for example, do you, is it like the size of an apple? He said, no, no, no. Is it like a size of a coconut? He said, no, 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 no. Is it like a size of an orange? He said, no, no, it's not like orange. Is it like a size of an egg? He said, yeah, an egg. But not a boiled egg, a, fl- a fried egg. You know, but you know, the devil is worthless. His aim is to make you worthless. Hallelujah! If he gets you, he will make you worthless. He will make you lose your value. Hallelujah! That is why be careful about ideas to leave the church. If the devil wants to destroy you, he will tell you accusations. Don't stay in this church. This pastor is not good. Go. Why am I saying so? I've seen a few people who left this church that later when I saw them, I regretted. They have gone down. 
One lady left this church here. One lady left this church. The next time I heard of her, she was in the shelter. Yes. Be careful. Be very careful. That idea, I don't like this church. It's, not, it's the devil. He wants to take you out of a protective family, a secure gathering, and make you worthless. That is why he makes you so hurt. I'm the accusation. I'm leaving. Young people, be careful. Almost every young person who had left this church, when I found it, they become worthless. They didn't go to school. They drop out. They are pregnant. Be careful. Any idea to leave the church is devil. He wants to make you worthless. Belial. Spirit of worthlessness. That is why I prophesy to you. You see, no child here should not finish school. And I speak that prophecy because that is what will make you worthless. You will find out that, yes, you didn't finish school. Now you feel you're okay. But 15 years, 10 years, when you see your classmate, you'll be hiding. So any idea that, oh, it's too difficult, drop out, let me go, be careful. That is the Satan. Because in 10 years' time, you look back and say, you have regretted, you are worthless. Because you find that suddenly you cannot hold any job. So any idea not to finish school, to drop out, is Satan. He wants to make you be liar. Preaching. I want to get out of this house. Be careful. That was what happened to the prodigal son. He left the house and became worthless. If you don't take care, you end up eating with pigs. I'm preaching to you. Be very, very careful. And I bind the spirit of Belial over this congregation. You will not become worthless. So don't entertain those thoughts. I want to leave. I want to go. I want to be on my own. Be careful. It will make you worthless. It will make you worthless. That lady, I remember. I remember it, it, it breaks my heart. The last time I heard of her, she was living in a shelter. Be careful. So the ideas that, oh, they don't like you. They are talking about you. You are better off. You see, like what Pastor Derek was saying, that was Satan. Depression started. If she leaves, she will become worthless. But as she overcame that spirit and overcame the voice of the devil, he's stable. And I tell you, I have a very beautiful wife for him. Amen. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. The God is not Friday. There's no Friday. the devil. That was the devil. That was clear. You see, so the words that I spoke bind the spirit of the devil. And I'm speaking to that. I speak, I'm binding Belial. You will not become worthless. You will not become worthless. Any decision that will make you worthless, I bind it. You are casting out in Jesus' name. Stand up to your feet and let's close.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open arms. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Oh, yes, Lord. Ancient words ever true. Ever true. It's changing me. Changing me. It's changing you. And changing you. We have come. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words. Holy words. By the spirit, to I'm going to pray for a group of people. I'm going to pray for you right now. You see, you come from a family. You come from a family or a home where the people start doing well, like the men, they are prosperous, everything. But towards the end of their life, they become broke. Like people, like it's, it's like it's, it's a pattern. People start doing very well, but towards the end, they lose their money, they lose their business, or your, you know, something goes down. It's like the prosperity is not maintained. Start very well. If your family. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about you. Your family. Not you. Because I'm praying for you. But your family, they start well. But towards the end, things don't work out. If you're from such a family, please lift up your hand. You start well. But it doesn't end well. You are from such a family. Lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. You don't have to come. Lift up your hand. Father, let both, let both hands go up. In the name of Jesus, I go down on my knee and I kiss the spirit of Belial. The spirit that makes us start well but end up being useless. The spirit affected Lucifer that he was great but ended up becoming worthless the spirit in our family we start a business well we start a marriage well we start a project well but towards the end of their life somehow they don't succeed father we bind that spirit it ends it ends with us it shall not affect us in the name of Jesus we curse the spirit of Belial we curse the spirit of Belial 
the good thing we ask will finish. We will not lose it. Father, from families that they build but they cannot complete, we curse it. They marry by the end of divorce, we curse it. They, start, they are rich by the end of being poor, we curse it. We curse those projects in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of Belial. us from any idea or counsel that will make us worthless. Father, I stand as your prophet and I say the change begins with them. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. They will start well and they will end well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Now with every head bow. You are here, you are born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. There's room at the cross for you. There is room. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man? At the cross for you. Look, if you do, if you're not born again, that one Satan is your father, 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 father. Belial, Apollyon, Abaddon. I mean you you see the devil, the Bible says that he's the one in charge of the bottomless pit. That's where he is. So unless you are born again, he will he will take you down there. Unless you are a Christian, unless you are, in, unless you give your life to Christ, your final destiny is the bottomless pit. So, as you have heard me preach, exposing the devil, I'm exposing him one more time to you. I'm exposing him one more time. So today, when you hear my message, become a Christian, be born again. So, if you have not done that, whether you are young, whether you are old, no, no, no. Whether you come to church or you don't come to church, today decide to follow Jesus Christ. Let Satan don't don't allow the devil to drag you down. So if there's anybody here who's not born again, I'm talking about salvation. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. There is room. God, God, don't allow the devil to drag you. Don't allow, don't, don't go down with him. Don't go down with him. He's going down already. Don't join him. Don't allow yourself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this church. I pray that we shall be a people of salvation. As we are saved, may we bring other people to salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.